cannabis topics in less than 10 minutes. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields, and with me, as always, I've got my right-hand man, Kellen Finney. And this week, we've got a very special guest, Ben Larson, CEO of Vertosa and host of the MJ Today podcast. Let's dive a little bit into the origin of that with Vertosa. Is there a certain moment where the name kind of came through? Can you kind of take us through the conceptualization phase of of moving into cannabis (laughs) and then starting that? The name used to be Nanogen. Uh, That's what we first started as, um, you know, my my business partner, Dr. Harold Hahn. And he came to me with the concept and he's like, I'm going to call it Nanogen. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's like super scientific. All right. Sounds a little bit like South San Francisco. I can get down with that. I, I, I told Harold pretty early on, I was like, Look, there there are some trademarks out there. If we start to get some traction that's reasonable, then we're gonna have to like change the name. And you know, lucky for us, it happened. And and, and so it was a pretty easy decision, but it was fun. Like we knew it had to happen, so we kind of put our heart and soul and, and a lot of intention into the name, and that's how that came about. For our listeners who are a little still a little unfamiliar with Bertosa and are want to know, you know, where in the conversation that they would be introduced to you, can you kind of share more about the interaction between you and the rest of the supply chain? Yeah, absolutely. So, so part of that building trust, right? We three years of operation now, well, a little bit more. Um, we are purely a B two B company. You know, our inputs are basically any extraction, any isolate. We try to create as much flexibility as possible. So, if you want to create like pure like CBD beverage, like we can help you do that. If you want to create something that is built around a live resin extraction out of Humboldt, California, it could be single origin. Like we've done that. It's not a one size fits all. You know, we we evaluate the products. We say, you know, what are the ingredients? What are the manufacturing processes? What are the packaging? You know, what is the intention and lifespan of this product? And then we custom tailor those ingredients to ensure that it's going to be what the consumer is expecting. I want to know what do people get wrong about the infused beverage category? The thing I get the the most tired of hearing all the time is like, oh, like beverage isn't a thing. It's only two percent, and so. All I got to say is if if you're skeptical of beverage, like try one. So I want to dive into some of the formulation because I've got endless questions and I'll try to limit them to a few that I think are, are most kind of high level. Does the entourage effect play a role in, in the beverage? Is that one that you can kind of share some, some insight on? Oh man. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we're digging into this big time and yes, it, it can. It's the question is how and and when you ingest something, there are many different pathways that the cannabinoids can take, and so we we kind of boil it down to like two different components. One is like the pharmacokinetics, like how are certain drugs going into the system, and what percentage is getting into the system, and, and what have you. And then there's this other concept of like, what is happening to the compounds themselves and how are they changing as they go through the system? And, and, and so that's what we're evaluating in the lab right now is like, if we take something in a gummy form versus a beverage form, distillate versus our emulsion system, like what are those different levels you're achieving? Are there different kind of combinations of the minor cannabinoids with certain terpenes that you found can kind of lead to certain feelings? Can you kind of share more details about that? You know, there's infinite possibilities. And, and 
yeah, at, at a certain point you get down to this granularity is like, is there really a difference? But like, I'll tell you a lot, like I do a lot of product testing for science, of course, um, science. and <laughs> for science. Um, but last night, you know, I just took one of our THCV emulsions, right? And I'm like, oh, I actually haven't experimented much with, with, with THCV. And lo and behold, like it was a nice mild high. Like I still got a bunch of work done. I wasn't sleepy. It was just, it was an elevated feeling and I never got the munchies. And I'm like, I almost without fail, when I take our THC emulsion, like get the munchies. And I was like, oh my God, the hype is real. Do you see kind of, let's say big alcohol and Coca-Cola and all those big beverage companies looking to migrate into the space slowly over time? Or do you think this will be one of those where they're going to like, hey, we're going to stay away. The cannabinoid industry, it's a whole nother world. What's your thoughts on that? Um, you know, we're, we're seeing, a, you know, pardon the pun, but like the full spectrum, right? Um, you know, we see people jumping right in. We're working with Pat's Blue Ribbon. You know, they're, they're putting their full weight behind it. And they're actually, they're really in love with the products. Like truly do, do love them. We see others like, you know, Boston Beer Company saying, okay, we're going to get in, but we're only going to get in in Canada because that's where it's federally legal. And then once it's legal in the US, then we'll, we'll migrate down. So that's their comfortability. And then we see others like, you know, Coke, right? Like investing money into Tilray or, or, or something like that. That's their comfortability. And so we see the full spectrum. I think it's a little bit of both fast and slow on both sides, right? When I say they will all move fast once that gate drops, and they'll move fast with a lot of money and there's going to be a ton of consolidation. And so all these brands doing the hard work, it, it, there's, there's two main goals. One, yeah, uh, get the customer base, get them loyal. The other aspect, which they do have to still worry about, is like lasting long enough. You know, from a timeline cycle, obviously you can't give us like an exact because there's too many variables. But is there a ballpark if someone says, hey, Ben, I've got this incredible idea. I want to roll out this type of beverage. Is there an estimated time that you can share with our listeners just so they can get a ballpark on what it looks like? Yeah. I mean, look, we've brought products to market in six weeks, soup to nuts. So it can be done very quickly. We've also worked on products that took 18 months. And really... There's so many nuances, like you mentioned, uh, but it comes down to you as the as the product owner. Like, how picky are you going to be on flavors? Like, right? Like, beyond flavors, it's building partnerships with manufacturers. I mean, it is very rare now for someone to come in and do all the work, you know, on their own. And so, short of doing that, you just have to find the right partners. We we make it really easy. We have the ingredients ready to go. We've tested a bunch of different formats. And then we have the partners on the co-packing side, depending on what market we're in. And so we can help connect those dots and really speed it along. And now that we've worked with several hundred different SKUs and, and product types, we can help kind of troubleshoot very quickly, if not get it right on the first try. If you could sum up your experience into a main takeaway or lesson learned to pass onto the next generation, what would it be? Oh man, that's a good question. I always encourage people, and you can do this with a company. Well, you have to do this with a company, but I encourage people to do it for themselves. And that's truly to define your foundation. In, in business, we call it a brand foundation. So like, what is your mission? Like, what is, what is the thing that's going to motivate you and motivate the people around you to keep coming back? And, and that vision is not you know, revenue driven. It's not inspiring. Well, it is inspiring, but not for most people. It's not like, it's not what gets you through the hard times. You need to like define what will get you through the hard times that you're going to keep fighting for no matter what. And then like, 
what's your big, hairy, audacious goal? Like, what are you going to like, how are you going to blow people away and truly create an impact? You know, put that dent in the universe and, and, and like, you know, just change how things are done. All right. It's prediction time. According to the Brightfield group, the THC infused beverage category will account for $1 billion in U.S. sales by 2025. The hard seltzer category is estimated to be closer to $30 billion by 2025. Ben, what advancements, changes, or breakthrough needs to happen to have the infused beverage numbers closer to the hard seltzer? Cross-state commerce. Ben, do you think we'll have bars having both alcohol and infused beverages on tap? I think it's going to be a long time. That's a, that's a tough chasm to cross. I think we might get there after I see a low-dose beverage in a liquor store or convenience store. So Ben, for those who want to get in touch, they want to learn more, where can they reach you? Website is Vertosa, that's V as in Victor, E-R-T-O-S-A.com. And then I guess on the socials, I'm Mr. Ben Larson. Uh, so, And the podcast as well. And the podcast. Yeah. Tune in, subscribe, rate, review, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Thanks so much for taking the time, Ben. <laughs> Absolutely. Brian, Kellen, it's, it's been awesome talking to you guys. I look, look forward to chatting again. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why is an endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast and, of course, on PodConnects.